Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Let's get into it. So the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, Sean Marks, had a state of the team press conference where he talked about the team, right? He talked about players missing games. Kevin Durant missed 27 games due to injury last year. We know that Kyrie Irving decided not to get the COVID-19 vaccine. So because of the New York mandate, he had to miss a lot of home games in Brooklyn because he couldn't play because he didn't get the COVID vaccine. So we're going to play the audio of the press conference from general manager Sean Marks for you now. It's a team sport and you need everybody out there on the court. And when we saw this year, you know, when, when you have, you know, Kevin miss 27 games with injuries and Kyrie being out for over half the season, I mean, that hurts. You know, that hurts from a roster building standpoint. You know, that's, that's not what we planned for. So um, some are avoidable and, and other excuses are of, of individual nature. And those are the ones that we have to try and avoid. We need people here that want to be here. They're selfless. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And they, there's an objective and there's a goal at stake here. And in order to do that, we're going to need availability from everybody. Now, Auntie Chantel and Omar Kelly, there's a lot to digest and unpack from what general manager Sean Mark said. Something that really stuck out to me when he talked about players missing games, he said some are avoidable and other excuses are of individual nature. Yeah, that was a key word. And those are the ones we have to try and avoid. And he talked about he wants selfless players, right? Mm-hmm. Selfless players. He so dropped a lot of hints on yeah, that one. Yeah, he did. I work right? with words for a living. Yeah. He, put two, he, put, he put some real coded language in there. Yeah, he did. So I, w- I would like to throw, throw a question to Auntie Chantel. When you're Come on. Kyrie Irving, because we essentially know who he's talking about. Kyrie right. And you general manager say these things in a press conference. What does that do to you? Or if, you know, of the team of the Brooklyn Nets, you hear your general manager, quote unquote, calling out one of the star players. Hey, I, I give all the props in the world to him um, okay. because, look, whatever reason, at the end of the day, no matter what, Kyrie's um, intentions were no matter what his beliefs are which are his own obviously but this man is his job to win games and it's his job to put the best product out there and on paper they were the best product in the league coming into the season and yeah it hurts to have your point guard one of your best players missing so much time for something that he really didn't need to miss that much time for it was Um, avoidable Right. Absolutely. He should have showed his ass up. Let's just be honest. He should have showed up Johnson's absolutely and been a part of the team. And you know what? To be honest, I think if he was I know if he was if he played, regardless of the whole Ben Simmons thing, that's another show. But um, if he would have played, the Nets would still be playing right now. I I firmly believe that. And and they'd be one of the favorites. Uh, So kudos to him for calling it out. Uh, If I was a general manager, I would have said his name. But, you know, I don't mince my words, but I would have said his name. Well, well, auntie, there's something else that we need to dive into, right? Because as a player on a team, I know, you know, a lot of continuity goes into having success, right? You got to be able to gel with your teammates. Right. And a lot of people said the Brooklyn Nets got swept by the Boston Celtics in round one because they didn't have that continuity, right? They didn't gel mm-hmm. because Kyrie missed so many games because he didn't take the COVID-19 you know, vaccine. Right. Because Kevin Durant missed 27 games. Right. So, Omar Kelly, I would say, what, what do you think about this whole situation with, you know, the GM, you know, Steve, you know, Steve, uh, 
Stephen Means, oh, Stephen, Sean Marks, I'm so sorry, calling out, essentially calling out Kyrie. You know, this situation kind of reminds me of the Lakers situation where we're making all these excuses for a team that we expected to be good that didn't have success. Oh, it was injury, it was Kyrie. You know, it, it, it starts with me with Kyrie is a, unique individual and, and when i say unique i mean weird uh it, the world is flat weird. the earth is flat um his thought process his individuality mm-hmm. uh and i'm i'm not a big believer in team i i i fundamentally in professional sports believe team is bullshit why do you Ooh, say i don't that? know about that one omar yeah, i, I can't agree, agree with you on that all. one you guys have 11 on each side of the ball that's 22. That's 11 guys that got to exactly. co- be cohesive. And so what happens is, is, you know, but in a, in a sport where there are only five players on the court, there's yeah. only five and mm-hmm. you need all of them. And when you're running plays for those certain five and they put in plays for a Kyrie um, and when you miss that, like that, that continuity is gone. So I don't know. I don't know, big fella. I don't know if I can, mm-hmm. I, I can agree with you on the team thing. I, maybe I'm jaded from covering a bad franchise for that could over, be over, over, over a decade <laughs> and, and having, having a lot of people, you know, pr- people preach team, but then yeah. their actions right. don't, don't speak it. Okay. Okay. Got you. I, right. If I was covering the heat, maybe my viewpoint would be a little bit different because they have that culture. <laughs> yeah. And, and right. Preach culture. But yeah, Kyrie, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be an individual, but he yeah. is, He's really an individual. He's really, an he's really a left brain thinker. He's he's yeah. out there. Well, this is an interesting, interesting situation. And we're actually going to bring in our producer, producer Evan, and we're going to play a new game show called What the Hell is Kyrie Going to Do? He's going to mm. give us some scenarios. So we're going to answer what we think Kyrie will do this offseason. Are you guys ready? Cue the game show. Cue the game show music, everybody. It's time to play our new game, What the Hell is Gonna Happen with Kyrie Irving? All right, there are four, seems to be four possibilities for how the Kyrie Irving Brooklyn Nets saga can play out this offseason. Oh, there's the music. I love it. All right, you ready? Here we go. Let's do it. Behind door number one, Kyrie could pick up his player option for the next season. He holds a $36.5 million option for the 2022-23 regular season. Behind door number two, Kyrie declined his player option and re-signed with the Brooklyn Nets where he could sign a max deal of up to five years, $245 million. Door number three, Kyrie declined his player options and re-signs with another NBA franchise, but the max deal he could get with another franchise is four years up to $182 million. And then there's door number four, which is that Kyrie picks up his player option and Brooklyn seeks the sign and trade to get his ad out of Brooklyn. So <laughs> contestant number one, DJ Duzabel, oh, how yeah. would this play out? Which door is going to be opened? Well, Evan on the Price is Right, I'm going to go <laughs> behind door number four. Kyrie picks up player option, but Brooklyn seeks a sign and trade. If you're Kyrie Irving, you hear your general manager come out in a press conference and essentially call you out for not being there because you had the option to get the COVID vaccine and decided not to get it and miss, you know, half of the season and your team couldn't gel and it led to you guys getting swept by the Boston Celtics. 
then I kind of see how my general manager feels about me, right? So I'm going to explore my options. I'm going to pick up that fifth option instead of opting out so I can make, I believe, $36.5 million. And I'm going to go to a franchise that loves me, that wants me to play. And the thing is, we have to realize, you know, with COVID-19 still being around, I wonder, could it potentially be an issue going forward? Could they redact? and take away some of those situations where you still have to get the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. I think New play. York had the biggest, had the strongest laws against it. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, and they just backed down from it. Yeah, so if he goes to another state, you know, he might not have that issue and he'll be able to play majority of the game. So I'm going with option number four behind door number four. You know, Kyrie picks up player option and Brooklyn seeks a sign and trade. All right, that brings us to contestant number two, Omar Kelly, which door will be open? I'm picking the option of Kyrie Irvin opting out of his contract and signing with another team. Kyrie Irvin has made $160 million in career earnings at the age of 30. I don't think he needs to be, you know, cowering to the, the, the Brooklyn Nets to ensure that he gets the top dollar value. I think Kyrie, that, that's just in basketball earnings. We're not even talking about his endorsements and sneaker deal. I think he is such a left brain thinker and he's such an individual. He'll go sign with whoever he feels. He might go sign with the with the Golden State Warriors. Just, no, just that ain't happening. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> it's I, not I, happening. That, that, that ain't happening. But <laughs> Kyrie, I, I, I really don't think that uh he, even though he's kind of worn out his welcome around the league. Yes. Right, and last but certainly not least, former WNBA star Anti Chantel, which door will be open here? I actually think uh, Kyrie is going to decline his player option and re-sign with Brooklyn. Um, I think that that with with the possibility of Ben Simmons coming in, and um, you know we forget about KD, and and KD is his boy, um, and you know they're going to talk to KD about that, and and I think I think they get him right, and I, and I think he he comes back to Brooklyn. Does that work next year? We'll find out. But but I actually think he he comes back to Brooklyn. We are going to keep a record of this, and whenever this plays out, we're going to bring this back, and a winner will be decided. And whoever wins this game, I don't know, gets Brandon Marshall's car. Let's give away Brandon Marshall's car. Let's give his, let's give his car away. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. You just won his top hat, Omar. <laughs> Inside the Green Room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Joel's playing the playoffs, James playing the playoffs, knowing that they make an emphasis here not to call as many fouls in the playoffs. They're going to change it even more. So they're going to let guys play even more. And the key is to, when it doesn't happen, get back on defense. But you got to get back. So we don't get the foul call. We don't make a shot. We can't let our offense dictate our defense. And that's the biggest thing, the biggest change we need to grow in and mature on. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. Now, we have a new segment called role play time and we're going to bring in our producer evan but before that i want to ask a question to auntie Chantel. how concerning is it to hear Embiid say he feels he's in a lose-lose situation after coming back from the injury of playing and getting blown out by the miami heat right and i'm gonna I'm change up how i am when we do the role play because then i'm gonna act like his mom well, so we, so I, just, with, I just wanted to ask you that question we're gonna bring it as i'm saying and so yeah. i'm yeah i'm gonna change that up but but yeah. i i feel bad for him I, I, yeah. At the end of the day, I feel bad for him. Period. I do. Yeah, to me, yeah. it's this is more on James Harden. Like, come on, right. man. Like, this dude is giving, and Beeb is giving everything he's got, right? I mean, he's right. got the fractured face. He actually took a ball to the face. I, I think a defender was swiping at the ball, and the ball 
you know, hit Embiid in his face and he was down for a little bit and able, was able to get back up and continue to fight for his team and continue to play. But I mean, after what he did in game three and, and four mm-hmm. and really galvanized this team and, mm-hmm. and helped them win those games to tie up the series, I just thought that James Harden maybe in game five, you know, would, would, would come back and, and and take some of the pressure off Embiid, but there's no show. When, 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 hold on. Put a pin in that for a minute and okay. we, we can get back to Embiid, but Let's address Harden. Yeah. How many playoff series has Harden checked out of? Multiple. How many has he checked into? <laughs> That's my, that might Wait be. A there, has there been one where he's checked it? I mean, you know, this is what's going to happen at this time of year for right. whatever reason. Yeah. I, I think the only way you could get him to check into a playoff series is if you put strippers all along the side. I'm dead. Maybe then you have his attention. Right. He's always looked like the guy who's going through the motions. Yeah. That's not, well, we're going to bring in our producer, Evan. And before we do that, Omar, he had a little dig at you. He said, you're heat. I thought you yeah, weren't a team guy. What happened to that? I, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I buy into the heat culture. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, go ahead and explain this new game. I love it. To play. All right, so here's the deal, right? You, you, Joel Embiid had a crazy season. He had a great regular season. Then in the playoffs, he, he takes an elbow to the face, fractured orbital. He was dealing with the thumb thing, suffered a mild concussion. The team goes down 0-2. He comes back, inspires the 76ers mm-hmm. to win the next two games. He is playing his heart out. He's getting physical. He's getting beat up, but he's leading. Everybody's inspired by him. Then they lose game five, and you heard that sound by where he just sounded depressed, right? Lose the mm. situation. You know, if I don't play, I'll get called soft. I mean, he's clearly in pain. He's clearly got a beat down. What you expect? Yeah. So the question that I have for you guys is basically let's role play. Pretend you're Joel Embiid's parents, right? The people mm. who care about him more than anybody in the world. And you see this, you see him say this quote to the media and you get him and you say, okay, what do you say to Joel Embiid right now? Auntie Chantel, go ahead and kick it off. <clears throat> Son, look, look here. You're sounding like a bitch. <laughs> you're sounding like a bitch and, and you're out here you're getting 31 million dollars 31 and a half million dollars and you're out here sounding like a bitch i'm in a lose lose situation son get out there and play talk to your this tough parenting talk to your 32 million dollar teammate tobias harris your 44 million dollar teammate james harden right and tell them they need to be playing better but but stop crying. I love you, and I know you should have been MVP. We'll mm. talk about that later. But let's get go get something to eat. Let's go on to game five. I mean, I mean, let's go on and and go from here. But but stop crying. Stop you 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 you. you I didn't raise you like that, son. I didn't raise mm. you like that. Yes, I, I'll be his dad, son. Son, what what are we doing here? Right. Ne- never show show weakness. Not not to say not ever, but especially when you're about to be in an elimination game, right? Jimmy Butler is, is watching this press conference of you practically crying up here saying you're in the lose-lose situation. That's loser talk. We don't talk like that in this family, right? We saw you galvanize the team in game three and four. Where's that Joel Embiid? I don't recognize this guy that's up here on, during this press conference right now. Come on, man. We, we need you. You're going back to Philadelphia. Get James Harden. Get everybody else on your team up for this game and lead them to victory. Force a game seven where anything can happen. But you on this press conference talking about I'm in the lose lose situation no matter what I do, you know if I go out there and I don't play well, uh, you know I'm I'm getting the blame. If I don't play at all, 
They're going to say I'm soft. Man, well, what is that, right? When you decided to play in game three, all that went out the window. We're not trying to hear that. So, son, go out there, be the man that we grew you up to be, and lead your team. Tell him, honey, great speech. <laughs> Come on, Uncle Omar. Um, yeah. Um, I'm like his brother. I'm like, man, you acting like a bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah, you cr- stop crying. Uh, it, 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 I understood where he was coming from. And, and that's as a as a reporter, as somebody who who has to ask those questions and the tough questions. Um, I, I always like to hear the question because sometimes you could take it out of context and, you know, just just evaluating the answer. So I would really like to hear the question that he was asked that made him say, you know, and and truthfully speaking, this is the situation that he's in. If he didn't play in this series with a broken face, people would say he's He's soft. soft. I don't know if I would have said that. Think about this. Think (laughs) about this. Joel Embiid, seven foot. I'm not calling him soft. Yeah. And he's played through injury. I mean, he played in the most games in his career, I believe, this year at 68. This is like one of the first years he has been hurt. Yeah. I mean, a, a factual fractured face there. I'm yeah. not calling you soft, bro. Like, right. but, but if he didn't play, there, there would be some people that'd be like, man, you're soft. But again, he's put that team on his back throughout the whole year, right? And we saw it on no game ben three Simmons. and four. Game three, he didn't play as well, but I think just having him out there gave everybody else confidence. It, it, but game, op- it opens the court for everybody. Yeah, else. game and four, it, he showed people, who he people was. Don't, people don't respect the fact that it opens the court for Harden. Exactly. I mean, Harden gets extra attention anyway. When it beads on the, on the court, it gives him a little bit of working room. Yeah, I actually want to bring in uh, Anthony. I know he's a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm not sure if he's a big 76ers fan. What do you what do you make of this situation? Yeah, I don't consider myself a 76ers fan, but I, I mean, listen, Joel Embiid, I think, is is in a tough spot. I, I kind of agree with him. Listen, I don't want to be called the B word by the panelists here, but I will <laughs> say that. Listen, I, I think he's true. Like, if he doesn't play in a place like Philly, we know Philly fans can be ruthless on their own people. Th- there is going to be people that are going to say suck it up, play it. And I know it's like an orbital fracture and obviously he's wearing a mask and, you know, he has to think about his long-term health. I, I-, I kind of am in agreement with him. Um, I-, I think it's a very tough situation for jo- Joel Embiid to find himself in. But at the same time, I do feel like, though know, the Sixers are going to take care of business at game six and then we'll see ha- what happens at game seven. Yeah, I think they will too. I mean, role players always play better at home. I think James Harden will play a lot better. He played a lot better last time they were in Philadelphia. Um, the only thing is, even if they do win game six, right, they need him to show up in game seven. I think Embiid's going to have a monster game, right? Because he's probably hearing all this criticism right now. People probably calling him soft. Stop whining. You decided to play. He's going to feed off that. That's what we do as athletes, right? We can say that we don't pay attention to the bulletin board material all we want, but that, that damn sure motivates us. So I think Joel is going to take off this game. We, we well, want he- honesty from right. our athletes and then when they give us honesty we criticize them to death about it because that was mm. probably the most honest thing an athlete has ever said this year that might be true mm. well and let's be honest it wasn't joel and b wasn't the reason they lost by 35 100 percent. you know that was a team omar thing team and coach yeah that was that was you saying got beat by 35 <laughs> 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 y'all y- yeah. keep saying this T-word. I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting Interesting to see how game six plays out with Joel and B. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a 
review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts.